everyone. Welcome to episode one of Pod with Pops. Um, I'm your host, Poppy, and I've jumped on the uh, podcast bandwagon um, like everyone else. And I want to create a, a podcast for people who are like me and are looking to get into the ambulance service. Um, a little bit about me. I'm Poppy. Uh, I'm 23 years old from London, but I now live in Sheffield and I'm a trainee ambulance tech. The purpose really of this podcast is sort of, number one, a little bit of fun for me. Um, I really want to look back on my journey in a couple of years time, see how far I've come and what I've done with myself. But also I want to make it kind of like an informal conversation with like-minded people who want to get into the industry um, and don't really know how or don't want to go to uni or can't go to uni. I want people to know that there are different avenues that are sometimes better suited to them as people. Um, And I also guess as well, when I was just getting into this industry, at least when I was thinking about going to uni to do paramedic science, I I was kind of overwhelmed with the industry itself and how much you need to kind of have, have on yourself already and also prepare for. So that's really what, what this is about and what it means to me. So I'll get into a little bit about me and my history. So I said I'm from London, I've moved up to Sheffield. Um, I didn't always want to be in the ambulance service. Um, I know when I was little, my mum likes to tell me all the time that I wanted to be a, a, a fire lady. And I think that, that stuck with me for quite a while. But then I sort of, I've got a bit obsessed with, with politics, which is quite strong for a 10 year old but I told her I wanted to be the prime minister and I remember when I was 14 I had a huge mental breakdown because I wanted to do a job that was going to get me a lot of money and I looked at at law and the the problem with that was the 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 entry requirements for grades were were so so high and I didn't have much faith in myself to to achieve those grades I did get them in the end, but I didn't know that at the time. So I remember I sat at the, the kitchen table with my mum and, you know, I was talking to her about, I was like, I don't know what to do. How am I going to get into law? I just, I want a good job. And she went, well, if if you don't get into law, why don't, why don't you become a paramedic? And I was like, hmm, why not? I think a lot of people you find when you get into this industry, they've all got, really elaborate stories as to how they got into the job like everyone has seemed to have gone through loads of trauma or saved someone's life or something like that but for me to be honest it it was really just because my mum told me to do it so I did it and almost 10 years later this is where I am so then that leads me to university so I went to college and I did English literature, I did uh, forensic science and I did history. Um, and that was around about the time I was still toying with the idea of, of getting into paramedicine and, and pre-hospital care. Um, and I applied 
to go to university. I had five choices, one of them being Sheffield Hallam, Liverpool, St John's, Brighton, um, Portsmouth and Northampton. And I did the interviews. Some of them I didn't actually get interviews for. Uh, In the end, the only place that actually accepted me was Sheffield Hallam University. And I was, was the last applicant of that day. Fast forward a couple months, 18 year old Poppy resumed her normal life and decided she didn't want to go to university at that point and instead wanted to take a gap year. So I cancelled my my application, withdrew from that. And a few months later, I reapplied to different universities to do a course called Health and Human Science. Um, and I did, I did that instead of paramedicine. And I don't, I don't regret that at all, to be honest, because I think if I went straight into doing my paramedic degree when I was 18 I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am now I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have now but also I think I would have just dropped out I think doing a degree like that is is heavy for for anyone let alone someone that's 18 and just come out of college and wants to go out and drink and party all the time because that's what I I wanted to do and I did exactly that but that's not to discourage anyone from doing that at 18. But just for me personally, that, that was quite a lot to take on. So I did my health and human science degree. I did that at, at Sheffield University for three years from 2019. Um, and in that third year, there was a placement year. And obviously I picked the ambulance service. I still had that as my ambition then. And that's sort of what has brought me to here. So I decided to do my my placement with the ambulance service and I was fortunate enough um, to be taken on by a company called Echo Fire and Medical, who I I still work with now. Um, And I met met Joe, who's a great friend of mine and also a great person that I work alongside. And he took me under his wing and I've just built myself up from there. I joined Echo on placement in February of 2022 and I wasn't employed I think until that May so that's about almost a year and a half of 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 working for Echo and I've gone from no ambulance pre-hospital experience other than little bits from my degree up to being a, a almost qualified technician which I'm hoping to get done by Christmas time so looking back at that it's it's quite impressive and, you know, if, if I'd started in my paramedic degree now, I'd be about a year and a half into it. But I've just had a lot of opportunities there. So that's kind of who I am, where I'm at and what I'm doing. Um, and doing paramedicine was, was something that I always knew I would get onto eventually. But just for, for me being... 18 obviously you've got different priorities and drowning my sorrows in a bottle of vodka every weekend with my with my housemates at the SU was I suppose more of a priority for me than a degree was at that point which is why I did a a gap year but like I said before I I applied for five universities and if there's a, a community of people that are looking to do paramedic science at uni there's not many universities that, that will offer that degree. 
you often find that the universities that do are often how do I say it's like the secondary unis in the city so Sheffield for example you've got University of Sheffield which is the the big boy Russell group and then you've got Sheffield Hallam same with Liverpool you know Liverpool University I think it's called and then you've got St John Moores so it's like the not the lesser but the secondary university for degrees that are more practical so your dentistry or your nurse and stuff like that um so I applied for Northampton, Liverpool, John Moores, Edge Hill, Brighton, um, and Sheffield. I think that's that's five. The the process of that. So if you are looking at paramedic degrees, then you even know or don't know that the the, the spaces on the courses are quite limited. I think averaging around some of them can even have 45 you can go up to to 90 spaces it all depends on how many positions for students that are available within the trust for that university um so you write your personal statement you you get your UCAS points or your grades and then you kind of you you go from there my personal statement so my my auntie really wanted to help me do it and god bless her um i hope she's not listening to this right now because it was awful and i think that's partly why um i got got declined from some some universities but i think edge hill uh they they declined me straight off the bat they didn't even give me an interview and portsmouth they offered me biology instead which i definitely wasn't going to do um, but I got interviews for the other ones um, and I wasn't prepared. When when I went to my interview days, I everyone that I was around and was making friends with, I remember this one girl at Northampton, she had this massive portfolio of all of her work experience and stuff and she'd done like care homes, she'd done St. John's. It was just packed full of things that she'd done and all I was coming in with was my personality and the back of my my personal statement so if I give anyone a bit of advice before you apply is get yourself some kind of experience which don't get me wrong can be quite challenging to do because of you know GDPR policies you can't just do a placement with an ambulance service like that you've got to go through a lot of um stages but yeah everyone just just had things on their CV against me. So that that held me back a bit. Um, but that being said, the one university that did take me was was Sheffield. And they, I think they were my last shot for that year to, to get into uni. And I was, I was the last applicant of the day and it was structured sort of in, in three segments. I think you did a two group project of course this is this is different for every university for Sheffield it was I think two group product projects followed by a, a one-to-one interview and I don't know whether I was just kind of done with it and just wanted really wanted my my place and I made them laugh a bit and they really liked my personality but that's how they offered me a place Brighton however when I went for that interview that was quite quite ruthless that was a, an English and maths test 
and the, the way they structured their interview was there was about 14 different stations and you had a different task slash challenge for each of them and one of them I don't know if they still do this and I hope they don't um but it was you need to build this Jenga block but you need to listen to my instructions. I'm not going to give you like a hard copy of the instructions, but you got to do it backwards. And you basically got scored from very bad up into very good. And I never found out what what my feedback was from there. I don't know if it was the English and maths test or the multiple relentless. It was like I was speed dating with people that <laughs> worked at the university and I don't know I just I didn't feel good about that one but if I was going to give advice like I said just get some kind of experience like get work care homes care homes are a great place to get experience you can you know just hang out with some some old people for half an hour a day and learn how they work and at least you can develop a bit of bedside manner just I would just really recommend that if you want to go down the university route and just be prepared as well to get rejected because you get hundreds to thousands of applicants per uni there's not many unis that offer the, the paramedic courses but just be prepared to get rejected and if you don't get in at all one year then always you know give it a go the, the next time but that that's sort of my experience with with the trust not the trust well universities and and going down that route but if you want to venture into the private sector you don't have that stress you can pick up and choose when you want to work if if you want to do self-employed zero hours if it, if that suits your lifestyle you can do so many different courses and there's so so many different educational things that you can get involved in um, and work in different fields. You can do your blue lights. I know trust, I think they pay for your blue lights, but I don't know if they do that for paras anymore. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. I think they might just do it for EMT1s or ACAs or wh whatever that is for them. Um, but private, you can get your blues done and then that certificate is yours. I think with trust, you've got, You've got to, to work for them for a certain amount of years before you can claim that certificate as your own. So there's there's just lot, lots of different things and there's, there's private providers all over. Um, and for me, that that's what that's what's worked for me. That's how how it's panned out. And working privately, I'm about to qualify as a technician um, and I've done that in a year and a half I've gone on to be a mentor and I get involved with all of that like I've just had a really really good run in with things that I've I've done and don't get me wrong it, it's it's not been been easy by by any means I've I've worked very very hard to get where I am I think and I've I've pushed pushed myself and I've had to do it all whilst doing you know shifts and and stuff like that but you can get to where you want is what I'm trying to say without going through uni um so if you do apply this is yeah this is what I was going to say if you do apply and you don't get into uni one year and they feed back to you like they did with me and say you, you're just lacking on you're lacking on 
experience and go join a private provider even if it's for a year even if you still decide that you want to go to uni in the end just join a private provider get some courses behind your back do some placement like I did at uni and then reapply and you'll get you'll get further because I, I I applied for a master's course for my paramedic science I, again so I've applied to do paramedicine twice now and then withdrew which, which a lot of people said I'm mad for but it was so much easier the second time doing the interview. I knew what questions they wanted to ask. I knew what I was, how I was trying to sell myself. And the main thing was I had, I had the experience to, to back it up. So just go out there and, and throw yourself in. You can have a qualification. You can do events. You could even just do your own private work, like offer your services out to people that are looking for a first aider. So I, I'd, I'd give that a go. So I work for a company called Echo Fire and Medical. Um, Echo are a private ambulance provider and they work with the Northwest Ambulance Service as a, a subcontract. Um, we also do bits and bobs here. We do a, a events at Sheffield Arena, City Hall. We travel all around the country to do airport repats so just just a lot of um pre-hospital work that doesn't involve strict 999 ambulance kind of stuff and a lot of people don't actually know about the private industry pre-hospitally i certainly didn't until i met joe and i think even on my induction day with him um i, I didn't understand how you could have a private ambulance company um but you can and obviously we operate with a wide range of range of things we do actual 999 contracts for clinical so like your your paramedics and your technicians and we also do urgent care that's kind of a subsection of the ambulance service so that deals with your cat threes your cat fours sometimes you even get a cheeky cat too if if you're lucky but there's that and there's just loads to the private industry so I suppose if you're someone that doesn't want to become a paramedic necessarily and doesn't want to work on ambulances you can still practice pre-hospitally with a private company. I know we've got a few people that work for Echo and they're retired now and, and this is what they like to do, they like to work events, they like to keep up to date with you know medical knowledge and stuff like that but also kind of remain clinically relevant but just don't have it in them to do a 12-hour shift and not many people do and I don't I don't blame them for that but that's basically what what the private industry is there's quite a few companies around um and I can only really speak from a private perspective with regards to the ambulance service um, unless we're talking about universities and interview tips and interview rejections, I can comment on that, but I can't talk from a trust perspective. Um, I can talk about feelings because we all do the same job, but I can't, I can't go into into detail about what how the trust operates, and I'm, I can't sit here and and I can't really sit here and badmouth the trust really because I. I've never worked for the trust. I've never gone through education with the trust. So I can only give my own perspective from 
working in a private company for pre-hospital care but I, I work alongside trust and I can definitely talk about the relationships that we have with um you know people that are work, working on ambulances on the front line and how we get along and what their opinions are of us because you do get some slander from from people for working privately but it, it, it we're all doing the same job at the end of the day aren't we and it's just an alternative route. I think that's what the private industry is so good at doing is tailoring it to people that can't get into uni or are too old to get into uni or just don't don't really have the time or the money. Like uni is really expensive. I mean, my undergrad degree cost me, I think I've got to pay back 60 grand and that's just, just, just for the undergrad. So working privately you can learn while you earn and I think the thing that I would I would suggest to people who are looking to go down the private route and get a university out, out of their heads is the, the private industry are so focused on CPD which is continuous professional development for those who don't know you do have to constantly learn and revise and I know with trust you have a mentor and there's a certain amount of time that you're kind of under supervision in the private industry you're expected to build that knowledge yourself and that's why CPD portfolios are very prevalent and also crucial for people working in the private sector because you don't have someone to wrap you up in cotton wool you are kind of just left to it and trusted to to know your stuff obviously you do your courses and and whatnot but it's it's all about you and your own learning so another thing I wanted to talk about was the courses that you do in the the private industry you don't do like university or or college courses You, you can do different things I don't know if there's different variations of the same course or whether it's just done through different providers but there's the FREC courses so if you know someone that works in the private industry you'll often hear them say oh I'm a FREC 3, I'm a FREC 4, I'm a FREC 5 um, and that stands for first response emergency care and then when you get to your FREC 5 that's like your, your technician equivalent I think and that is first response, emergency and urgent care. I don't know why they decided to, to throw the, the urgent bit in there. Um, but that that's the pathway that I went down through this year and a half that I've been with ECHO. Um, so I'd like to bring today's episode to a close. I think next one we will dive in deeper into my experience with the FREC courses and how I've gone from first aid at work all the way up to Freck 5. So thank you everyone for listening today and I will see you next time. Bye.